Hello. And welcome to the Mancast Show. I am your host, David Ransombacus. I identify as patriarchy. My pronouns are ist, phobe, and phobic. Welcome to the show. I was actually going to talk about another subject, but I changed my mind because there is something more pressing on my mind. I will have to hold off until next time to address the uh, topic I was uh, promising you about toxic femininity and motherhood or the loss of genuine motherhood and the rejection of motherhood by today's culture. We're going to do that next week. However, what I'm going to talk about today is going to tie in because we're going to talk about sex and sexuality. Everything from a raw man's point of view. Masculine sexuality, I believe, has been brutally under attack for decades. And we haven't even realized it yet. Now, before I continue, I need to say something I've said before. I'm saying it again. Um, I talk about attack on masculinity and the um, undermining of men in our society. Here's the thing. Man and woman are not separate. If you attack men, women go down with us. And that's just how it is. Because we stop being men, we stop living up to full masculine potential and our full masculine power, and women have to, you know, by default, they're forced to compensate. And they become harder and they become fierce and they become more manly and essentially even undesirable to men. So, inevitably, these culture wars hurt and damage both. Not just one. If a man stops being a man, then the uh, woman stops being a woman. The roles are reversed and ultimately neutralized. We have a very different sexual ethic in our culture that was even vastly different than the 90s when I was, uh, you know, come of age. Uh, We now have women that are kind of forced to be in the more dominant outspoken role in um, sexual relations as well as relationships and even marriage. You know, you have uh, <laughs> you have all kinds of bizarre fetishes even to the point of being absurd about the woman being dominant and the woman taking the role of the man in the bed. And yes, there's something that we're not talking about a lot is men actually being raped by women, women taking the forced dominant position. Because it's politically incorrect now and socially unacceptable for a man to approach a woman and say, hey, I like you, you're hot, you have a nice ass, let's get together. You you, you can't do that anymore. And really, a man's sexual needs are left up to a woman and men these days are too timid and too afraid to ask they're too afraid to initiate because we don't want to offend the woman or men 
have not been taught how to deal with rejection or were tired of getting rejected. That's what it's getting to be. Um, this leftist culture war has destroyed sexual propriety and perverted it. And what I mean by perverted it, it literally subverted it, turned it upside down and backwards. The cultural Marxist end of things says that men and women are exactly the same and replaceable and mix and match and that sort of thing. They're trying to force us to agree that there is no difference other than external fringe appearances. A man can do exactly what a woman can do and a woman can do and be exactly what a man can do and be. There's no difference whatsoever. That's what is being shoved down our throats and this is why you have men dressed as women entering female sports competitions and that sort of thing. I remember watching a viral video recently about, <laughs> I don't even know what to call this couple. There's a male involved, but he is the one that got pregnant and the mother is a real male, I think, and is trying to breastfeed the child and surprise, surprise, there's no milk coming out of the man titty. Yeah, that's, yeah, that, that was actually a thing on uh, social media. All the other conservative commentators definitely uh, had a field day with that. It's chaos, and the idea is to neutralize both where we are a genderless society. But let's talk about sex, shall we? Sex is, I know this is going to come as a shock to a lot of people. But sex is designed to produce babies. I know that's hard to believe and I know... No! Really? I mean, it's designed to produce babies. In the fallopian tube, a sperm and egg will find Mimi. Only a few hundred sperms are able to reach the egg. And only a single sperm will fertilize the egg. I know I'm old-fashioned. I know I'm patriarchy. I know I'm not with the times. After all, it's the 21st century. Apparently, sex stopped being about babies and has turned into entertainment and has turned into mindless pleasure. I was talking to a lady online. Uh, she was defending the LGBTQRST whatever stance. And I was saying sex is for reproduction, sex is for babies, and she said, no, we be I believe that sex is for pleasure. Pleasure is the main focus, and she said, sex is about pleasure, and it doesn't matter who you do it with. And then my response to her, and I haven't heard from her since then, my response to her was, ma'am, you have effectively turned both partners into human sex toys. Because that's ultimately what it does. If you, if men and women are exactly the same and it doesn't matter which gender you're with, and if the only focus is pleasure, you have literally turned humans into sex toys. <laughs> that's what our society has done. In fact, uh, now that I think about it, I do have a short um, horror thriller about that topic a couple of years ago. It's called Ride. 
And, yeah, actually, there is a thing in there that literally turns women into sex toys. But, yes, if you uh, want to know my books, I have uh, quite a few things I've written over the years up on Amazon available. Um, anyway, the one I'm thinking of is Ride, R-Y-D-E, by Ransom Backus. Um, pretty much nails sexual ethic of our culture in our postmodern times on the head. But back to uh, my point. Sex was about babies. It was about creating life. And one of the first things I learned about God many years ago was God is life. Anywhere God is, he expects life, an explosive, unrestrained, abundant life. Prosperous, wild, crazy life just exploding on forever. That's... God. It's nature. That's how it is. I'm going to say that anytime you see a tyrant in history, and this is even in the Bible, one of the first things they attack is the population. I'm starting the book of Exodus with my family, and the Pharaoh was feeling a little threatened that the population of the Hebrews was just exploding. They were super prosperous. And so his first um, reaction was to go super fascist and commit a uh, major genocide. And so we need to put a stop to this. Um, kill every firstborn male child and enslave them. I mean, literally, it's no different than Hitler. And this this has been the tyrant's playbook thousands of times over. And we are in the same kind of tyranny today. They don't want us to populate. They don't want us to reproduce. They want to put a cap on the explosive, abundant nature of our life inside of us. Our job is to make life to fill the earth and just explode. My guess would be explode out into the universe. I have no problem exploring other planets and populating those, by the way. But I want to make one thing perfectly clear. If you're afraid of having children, of establishing a family, and having plenty of children, talk about ten kids running around, because you're not going to get the support, because you're not going to have enough money, etc., etc. Congratulations. You are subconsciously succumbing to tyranny. Because that's what it is. They have created and built the society that we're in to prevent abundant life. That's what sex is is about creating abundant, explosive life. The only ones who will tell you that it's irresponsible and dangerous and harmful to the planet are the opportunist elites that want to control you. I do want to say one thing, and this actually goes to the Christian conservatives that I've heard. A very bad attitude coming from the conservatives. And I was actually shocked to hear it. One of their favorite things to say is, if you can't afford to have children, don't have children. That's, 
If you call yourself a Christian and you say that, I'm just going to shoot you down right now, and I'm going to tell you that's not biblical at all. That has that, that that's not even close to resembling the spirit of the Bible and what God had in mind for His people. So if you're saying don't have kids if you can't afford them, you are a part of the problem. I am 43 years old. At this age and at this stage in my life, I should have 10 kids, 10 children, little versions of me running around this world. I shall call him Minimi. If we were doing it right, if we were functioning as a society correctly. But what happened? For starters, guys who just wanted an easy lay without any responsibility and other opportunists kind of jumped on the free love bandwagon. Our society also promised women a life of ease and luxury, happiness if they leave the home and go become the independent workwoman, and of course, babies would cramp their style. And so the feminist voice over the last few decades has been anti-reproduction, anti-children. The enraged feminazi will say, women are not just baby factories. I fully understand they want the women to be a worker drone for the state. <laughs> but they're not going to tell you that. Um, over the last 40, 50 years, we have been conditioned as a culture to reject motherhood to see children as a liability because we got all these toys and you know women are the shoppers they're the spenders so we got all these toys and all these luxuries and a thousand different things we can do mindless pleasures and then we get the irate um, feminist saying you don't get to control my body I just want to live my life babies will cramp my style. I'm going to get more into that next week. I'm kind of stepping on the next topic here. So I'm going to just get back to the male end of sexuality. Abortion has become popular. Contraceptives. And what it's done is it's turned sex into something cheap and just a mindless thrill. Sex with no strings. Sex with no relationships. Just mindless pleasure. And as I said... We have turned each other into basically sex toys. Human sex toys. That is what we have ultimately become. Now, let's go to the next level. We have a lot of men, you know, we have high libidos. We have a high sex drive. We want to get laid. Why? There's still that very strong, innate nature to reproduce. We still want to procreate. It's in our genes. It's in our basic core animal instincts. And it's very difficult to override. The best they can do is control it with mindless distractions and mindless pleasures. 
And since our women have decided to go become more independent, we don't have time, we don't have money, we don't have this or that, and we got a thousand reasons why we can't just have babies. So a man is like, well, damn, I'm still horny. I still need to get laid. So we do turn to porn. We do turn to strip clubs. We do turn to one-night stands. We do turn to hookers. Because the drive is still very strong. This cheapens the women even more and even more drives it home that we are just human sex toys that's <laughs> a very sick degrading cycle in a downward spiral that we're in because we have been conditioned to be afraid of reproduction we have been conditioned not to value big families We've been conditioned not to value children. Children are a liability. They're a burden. And now we live in a society in 2021 that will tell you having children is irresponsible and even selfish. You're ruining the planet by reproducing. That has got to be the most sadomasochistic cycle in the human consciousness I can think of. We're actually condemning each other for reproducing. So we have a lot of sexually frustrated men. Because we don't know what to do with these drives. We're basically boys in men's bodies. With no direction and no guidance. You get horny a lot because you're supposed to be reproducing. Okay, that's your body telling you. We need to be having kids. We're not. Let's go deeper. I was involved in a conversation online the other day that I want to call special attention to because what I'm about to say is demonstrating a very sick, disgusting facet of all of this. In my city... Spokane, Washington. A youth pastor posted a rant on Facebook that said, Girls should not be wearing two-piece bikinis. They should cover up because they distract young teenage boys. And that post went viral all over Facebook. And the leftist progressive crowd lambasted him. Said, how dare you? Tell a girl what she should and shouldn't wear. You should tell your boys not to be distracted, not to have inappropriate thoughts instead. I decided to jump in on that battle. Because it was a youth pastor, I was able to say, hey, you know what? The Bible does address both. The Bible says, yes, girls should cover up. They should dress modestly. And yes, it does tell males to keep their bodies and their minds in check. It says for both. And I simply pointed that out, and a younger woman just let me have it. Said, how dare you? You, can't, you don't get to tell girls what to wear. You need to control your thoughts. The problem is with you, not with girls. And on the surface, that sounds very pious. On the surface, that sounds right, and most people would agree. Let me tell you how sick that is. First of all, when you're a youth pastor, you're dealing with teenage boys. You're not dealing with fully mature men. 
okay? And if any of you remember what it's like to be a teenage boy, you will remember pitching a tent in class for no reason. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying. You will remember that. You will remember getting awkward boners during school. And all a girl has to do is look at you a certain way and go... <laughs> She's doing it again! She's doing it right now! What is she doing? Um, she's giving me a stiffy. Giving you a what? You know. <laughs> a lot of people are arguing this as an adult not remembering what it was like to be a teenager. What they're proposing here is a very sick mind game. And it's mind control. It's sh And it's actually emasculating. It's shaming a man for having very natural sexual desires and urges. When I was a teenage boy, and even now I'm 43, I still have a very high libido. I see a hot girl, I'm just like, wow, that is hot. I'm gonna get aroused, I'm gonna desire her. That's just what my body does. He has an erection. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's all her fault. Okay, I, I, I'm not gonna pretend that I am some enlightened guru and say, I don't desire women like that. I don't. I don't see women like that. No, that's emasculating. I'm a man and I'm a man all the way. If I see a hot girl in a bikini, if I see cleavage, oh my god, that's hot. I'm thinking thoughts about her, okay? I'm gonna want to get some of that. I'm not going to, for a lot of reasons, but that's what I'm thinking and that's where my mind goes. And I'm 43 years old. Imagine a teenage boy like that. And this isn't an isolated case. It's all over the nation is becoming more and more prevalent, like in school. In school, they're saying girls should be able to dress however they want. And boys should just not be distracted, not have those thoughts about girls. Again, they're emasculating men. Don't... <laughs> don't even think that what you are proposing is realistic. It's a sick mind control game. And I've had a few different women rip into me for saying this. How dare you tell a girl how she is supposed to dress? You just need to control your thoughts. Basically, you're telling me not to have sexual feelings. This actually can get into very weird um, female dominatrix kink and fetish game. <laughs> and that's actually also what's being played. We all know that a man is going to have desires. We all know that. And so, saying that in and of itself is just being completely out of touch with reality. So my response to the women is this. <laughs> People are not going to like this. But here's my response to the women. You're absolutely right. You can wear whatever you want. In my conversation about the youth pastor, we were discussing biblical ethic. Obviously, people don't care about obeying the Bible. Obviously, people don't care about what God has to say. And also, people don't really care about how a boy feels around a hot girl dressed a certain way. Okay, they don't care about that. They're very selfish. It's all about me. It's all about how I want to dress. So here's my response. Go ahead and dress however you want. Show cleavage. Wear tight-fitting clothes Let's you know that's going to accentuate your ass. Wear midriff. Show belly button, you're hot. As a man, I'm going to look at that, and I'm going to get a boner. 
What, does that offend you? No, I'm going to get a boner and I'm going to sexually desire you. It's not something I can really stop. I might not say anything, but I'm looking at you, and my thoughts are thinking that. Now, here's my question to the women. Do you want men looking at you that way? Do you want men thinking about you that way? And people will look at me and say, You're a married man. How dare you? You're only supposed to have eyes for one person. Uh, that's, that's bullshit. <laughs> you don't stop being human just because you're married. And I'm going to get into the whole marriage aspect of our culture as well in a few minutes. But right now, a, uh, th that statement is just as ignorant as the first statement. Now, I'm going to see a hot girl. She's going to show cleavage. She's going to show some belly. She's going to have tight clothes or show some ass. Yes, I'm there. My mind goes there. And you're going to condemn me for that. You're going to call me a pig for that. That's reality. That is just the nature of humanity. That's how we are. That's how we are wired. Men are mostly turned on by sight. Especially a woman who's dressed a certain way. We're going to get aroused. Yes, women can also be aroused by sight. But most arousal and sexual desire in women is about an emotional connection. It's more cerebral. It's more mental than physical. Men, we see boobs, we say, ah, I want boobs. That's just how we are. I'm not going to apologize for that part of me. I'm not going to deny that that part of me exists, and I'm not going to be some kind of pious Christian and say, I am so sorry for thinking those thoughts. I was brought up in churches that taught me that. You're not supposed to desire women like that. You're supposed to see them as a sister in Christ. You're not supposed to have those feelings. You're not supposed to see a hot girl and go home and masturbate. And this sort of emasculation actually does come from churches, by the way. Christianity, I'm going to finger. I am going to point the finger at Christianity for not understanding sexuality. And they just say, men are not supposed to have those feelings. We're not supposed to have those desires. We're not supposed to see girls that way. That's fucking ridiculous. They told me as a teenage boy that masturbation was a sin. God, I sinned three times a day. <laughs> but it's very emasculating. It disconnects a man from his body, from his physical desires. The Bible is a book that's written with an understanding of how human nature works. The Bible works with human nature. God, in his wisdom, understood that that's how men are. I mean, he would know he made us this way, right? Right, he understood that. And he made societal and cultural provisions for it. Girls cover up. Well, how dare you? Okay. But you got to understand, if you don't want to cover up, guys are not going to be thinking about your mind. Guys are not going to be thinking about your personality. They're not going to be thinking about much of anything except for bending you over and banging you. That is the brutal truth that nobody wants to hear. <laughs> but we all know it. Just about every man knows it. And if you don't 
have those desires when you see a girl, I'm going to assume that you've got some gay thing going on. Or you're lying. Or you are so completely out of touch with yourself in your religious, pious, self-righteous mind that you are in a serious case of denial. I remember when I... <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was in my late teens and early 20s, we were shamed for sexual desires. We were shamed by the church. You're not supposed to masturbate. You're not supposed to look at a hot girl. You're not supposed to look at porn. And, of course, like any good Christian boy, I liked porn. And I masturbated. And I felt terrible about it. I beat myself up over it all the time. But it was very impulsive, and it was it was a psychological mess. And I remember praying, God, please make me stop masturbating. Please take these desires away from me. I tortured myself with it, like most Christian men will. And recently, my mind's been going back there. And god has asked why would i take those desires away from you i gave them to you you're supposed to have those desires then i started to realize i'm not the problem i started to realize that our corrupt and twisted and perverse culture is the problem they tell me i can't reproduce unless i have a lot of money they tell me that i'm not even supposed to masturbate yeah, no wonder men are emotional and mental wreck. So here's what we did. Somewhere along the lines, Christians have said polygamy is bad. Having multiple wives and concubines is bad, which is all over the Old Testament. God had no problem with that. Um, I'm going to offend some Christians here and say, yes, God approved of concubines and wives. Okay, um, and I do have biblical precedence for that. King David, he saw a hot girl bathing on the roof and he wanted her. You know the story. Knocked her up. Had her husband killed on the front line to cover, try to cover it up and hide it. God let him have it. Nathan approached David. And Nathan said speaking on behalf of God I have given you so much and if what I have given you wasn't enough I would have given you more why did you take that one woman basically God was saying you have a few wives you can have your way with you have you know in biblical context you had female handmaidens you had concubines it was a normal thing God said I've given you I've given you Basically, in a crude man, in a crude and vulgar way of putting it, God is saying, David, I gave you all the pussy you wanted. What could you possibly want with this one girl? And if what I gave you wasn't enough, I would have given you more. Okay. So that blows up the Christian myth saying we're only supposed to have one woman. Now, we have the belief that we're only supposed to be involved with one woman. We have one soulmate, the one, that's it, nobody else. This is probably why I gravitate more towards the Torah 
than today's Christian thought. Um, I believe that, yeah, I am a, and people who know me know that I'm a, I am a polygamist in philosophy. I believe it's okay and probably in some cases beneficial for a man to have multiple wives. Not in this culture, not in this society. No, hell no. Um, because our culture and our society is so screwed up and backwards, it's not even funny. But here's what they did. They said, you're only allowed to have one woman. And then what did they do? They drove the woman out of the house. She's always working. She's minding the kids. She's always tired. Guess what? If you have kids, you have a mortgage, you're living the suburbia life, you're not going to get laid very often. I guarantee you. And it's going to be at her discretion. But don't you dare cheat. <laughs> I'm painting a larger picture here. Our society is emasculating men by attacking male sexuality, male sex drives, that sort of thing. We're told not to procreate. We're told to, you know, my wife's an independent woman, she's a career woman, I'm lucky if I get laid. And men have to constantly try to manipulate her and seduce her and make her desire him. I am going to rewind it about a hundred years ago, two hundred years ago, of the Puritans, old school men. Your wife has the duty and the obligation to satisfy your sexual needs. If she didn't, it was considered grounds for divorce. In today's world, if I said I'm leaving my wife because she doesn't satisfy me sexually, I'd be scorned. I'd be frowned on. I'd be criticized and condemned. That's how things have changed. Apparently, men are supposed to be content in a sexless marriage or a marriage where sex is rare. And we're supposed to be okay with that. And we're supposed to be celibate in a marriage. What are we supposed to do with our sex drives? I don't know. <laughs> you see how sick this is getting? You see how far down the spiral we're going? I actually remember praying about this the other day. You know, because I tell God everything. I let it all hang out. Me and him are real close like that. And I remember saying, God, I need to get laid. I need some pussy. I need a woman to take care of all of my sexual desires on a regular basis. And my wife decided to be a full-time career woman. And though her leftover energy deals with the kids. And every now and then she'll throw me a bone. Every now and then I'll get the leftovers of her energy. It's like, hey, wait, what? I'm not getting any. This is a problem. And <laughs> this is why I'm saying, God, in a biblical world, I'd have a couple of different wives on hand. I'd have a couple of different concubines. It would be there. It would be taken care of. But I don't have that. Um, that's actually why I got married, because I needed a woman to take care of my physical needs. 
They have that old saying, the age-old advice that they give to a woman. You want to keep your man, keep his balls empty, and his stomach full. <laughs> and with my wife being a full-time career woman, I'm the stay-at-home dad, I do most of the cooking, and I masturbate a lot. I'm just saying, <laughs> that's where it is. I mean, I in you know, just how I'm wired and the way I'm made and, you know, the way my body is, I need that attention at least once a week. At least bare minimum. Okay. Um, I know that I'm not the only one. I know that as time moves on, more and more sexless marriages are becoming a thing. And more and more men are getting frustrated. And... A lot of us beat ourselves up over it. And we go into depression and anxiety. And we sit in silent despair. I'm going to tell you something. Um, male sexuality has been minimized. And downplayed in our culture. It's not that important. Stop thinking with your dick. Be a man. Be more than that. I'm going to tell you what, <laughs> a man's sexual needs are very important. A man's sexual feelings are very important, but they are seen as a threat in today's overly feminized world. And they are seen as kind of gross. And as time goes on, the younger generation is becoming more sexually incompetent. You got young kids, 12, 13 years old, having porn addictions. And they don't know how to approach a woman. If they don't know how to relate with a woman. As I've said in previous episodes, kids are just sending girls dick pics now. They think that is how you win a girl. It's not. But that's what's going on. Because we have not been taught how to understand our sex drives. Sex is for reproduction. Sex is for having babies. You get horny a lot because you're supposed to have lots of babies. I'm just going to say one more thing and I'm going to quit. And this is my message to conservative communities. This is my message, especially if you're a Christian and you claim to go by the Bible. We are supposed to be working together as a community to support families. We are supposed to be working together, networking together, to make sure that families flourish and prosper and explode with life. I shouldn't have to be afraid to have babies. If the church, if your community was doing it right, my wife or a couple of wives or concubines would be popping out babies. You'd have the women collectively working together to raise the babies while the men are out there working the job, building the wealth, running the business, whatever it is they do. That is how every society and every civilization all through history has done it. And that is why they always thrive and are successful.
They're working together as a unit, as a community. I never want to hear from a conservative, especially a Christian. If you can't afford it, don't have kids. You get up off your ass and you figure out how to help people afford to have kids. You work with them to create a stable environment, a stable community where people are there for each other to make sure those kids are born, raised, they're raised properly, they're happy. No man is an island. This hyper-individualistic shit stinks to high heaven. Yes, I'm very conservative politically. Don't think for a moment I'm going socialist. But I will say this. The left are right about a few things. And this is one thing they're right on. You're not interested in helping somebody who needs help. I'm not asking, I'm not talking about a handout. I'm talking about the leg up or I'm talking about a continual community support to make sure that family survives and thrives and does well. Where am I getting this from? Read the Torah. Read everything involved about their economy and how the economy worked and how people worked together to make sure families thrived. That's a whole other subject. We should be having babies because I'm going to tell you what, there's a lot of foreign immigrants coming into our country now. And they think exactly the way I told you. They do not have a problem having babies. They don't. They're popping them out and they're working together and they live that old school family life where your aunties and your sisters and your wives and all the women in the household are working together to raise the children while the men are going out there and building the wealth and running the business and making the deals and all that good stuff. The Muslim families are going to thrive and they are. The Asian families are going to thrive, and they are the Cuban families. They know all about this. The Latinos coming up over the border. They know all about this, and they know how to work together, and they know how to be a tight-knit family. We're dropping the ball. Anyway, that is what I got next week. I will be discussing toxic femininity. I'll see ya.